This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So listen to what we're going to do. Last week, we hosted two live workshops that were about planning the transition from the summer to the fall. And I really want everyone who wants to make a really solid plan to do so. And the workshops, well, they were 90 minutes. And a lot of that is because I paused and I allowed everyone to write write down what they were thinking as I was giving prompts. And I just want you to be able to do this in the most efficient way possible at this point. So what I thought I would do is press record and take you through the short version where you can press pause and make this your own experience. Now, here's what I would recommend. If you're a super busy person, or at least that's the story you're telling yourself right now, sometimes we change that around here, and you feel like you just never have 90 minutes and that's why you didn't come live, great. You can use this and find three 30-minute chunks or five, however many minute chunks that is, right? And do it in small bits. And if I just didn't offer up the right 90 minute time frame for your world, then you can just find 90 minutes early one morning or after everyone's asleep or in the middle of your workday if you have a flexible day where you can take time off. I promise you that if you think through this transition from summer to fall, and really acknowledge what's going on in your life in this season and plan to add in what you want and respond to what's coming up, your life will transform in so many ways and you will save a lot of time that you probably would have spent hurrying or worrying or overwhelmed or stressed because the thing about changes of seasons is they're kind of a big deal. We're literally letting one whole way of being sometimes go and we're moving into a different way of being. So even if we love the fall, there's still this sense of loss that happens. And for those of us who love, love, love summer, I'm saying those of us, actually I'm a fall person, (laughs) but for those of us who love summer, it's even, it can be even worse. It can be even harder. So that's what this is about. This serves both populations and it's about 
really acknowledging little things and then this transition. It is not about planning out your whole season soup to nuts. All right. And I'm super excited to be able to give this to you today. So if you've gotten this far and you're like driving or walking, you can totally listen just so you know the lay of the land. But what I would recommend is that you come back. You can go to the post that's associated with this show, which you can get to in the show notes. And there is a workbook that you can download. I will also be talking through all the prompts that are in the workbook. Um, but you can go download that if that makes that part easier for you. But you'll definitely want a pen and paper, and you'll want to be somewhere where you can write at some point during this, all right? And so you can take this however serves you. So the first thing that we're going to do is I'm going to go through, I'm going to go around this circle that is the flow planning process, because I want you to understand how this process is a little bit different than how you might normally have thought about planning. So very often when we think about planning, or at least in my world, when we're balancing work things with kid things and maybe a spouse's work things and life and family and extracurriculars and all the things that come up in life, we get this series of things that we need to show up to, right? Or not show up to. So it's like, there's these certain days that there's no school. And then there's certain times where my kids have to practice sports or instruments or go to lessons. And there's certain days where my husband has to be at meetings at certain times. And there's certain days where I'm coaching at certain times. And don't get me wrong, I love what I do. And I love supporting my kids in all their things. And what I've also found is that we can get lost in our calendars just being a reflection of all the things coming at us. And when we do this, then we amplify that energy. And so then all of a sudden, you know, maybe we've chosen that our kid is going to do, I don't know, soccer this fall. I didn't do that, but I'm going to use that as an example anyway. So let's say our kids are going to do soccer. And this is a real example for my life. My daughter plays the violin, so she needs some lessons and um, she might go to a practice for a sport, right? And so we get those schedules, we put them in. But then we hear that Susie is doing this other thing. She's taking an art class and that Robbie over here, well, he's doing the coolest thing because he goes and does this thing in the park every weekend. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of shiny objects. And when you add this up across all the different areas of our life, our calendars can get really full. And I think this is where overwhelm comes from. And we're not even really choosing. We're not choosing from a deep grounded place. We are responding to what we think it should be like or what we're being sold it should be like. And so this process is really about grounding you in what you know to be true and making a plan from that space. So this is going to give you little snippets of that. And the process goes something like this. It starts off with you getting really grounded, as I just shared, and then getting some of what comes out out of your head and onto paper, and then making some choices. And then as you make choices, which sometimes happen in like a list format, then getting those choices into time. That This is where the calendar comes. So very often we skip from 
step zero, which is we're just living our life, to putting things in the calendar. And we miss this whole series of things, which in my experience is the feminine piece. It is us tapping into our wisdom, the things that we just know to be true. If you paused for a minute and really thought about even like, let's say what a kid needs right now, my guess is is it wouldn't be a thousand activities with you driving to all them if that's feeling overwhelming to you right now. Probably you'd intuitively know exactly what they need. Maybe it's the one activity or maybe it's a few different things but delivered in a different way, right? You'd get that answer if you paused. And so that's what we're going to do today. All right, let's do this. So at this point, (laughs) what I would love you to do is pause if you are driving or multitasking, because this is a part where I want you to let your first step be to give yourself some space to really connect with your vision of this fall. Okay. So what that looks like is you're going to set a timer on your phone or on a timer in your kitchen or whatever for five minutes so that you can really experience having time held for you. You don't have to worry about anything. And if you hear a noise, you know that you're giving yourself this five minutes. You're maybe making a boundary around the five minutes. So you're asking everyone that while you have your eyes closed, not to interrupt you, you're doing that for yourself with your phone, right? Maybe you're turning off notifications. You might need the timer. So don't turn off, off your phone, but you know what I mean? Maybe you're getting comfy in a comfy chair or you're lying down on the ground if it's been a long day and you're doing this at the end of the day. So wherever you find yourself, you could stand and do this. You could sit, you could lie. And wherever you find yourself, you're going to let the ground hold you. So if you're standing on your two feet, you're going to wiggle back and forth and find balance in your body so that your feet are holding you up. If you're sitting in your chair, you're going to feel your feet on the ground You're going to feel your sit bones being held by the chair. And if you're on a backless chair, like more like a stool, then that's going to be what holds you. And if you're in a chair with a back that this works, what would happen if you let the whole chair hold you? So what would happen if you lied back far enough that the chair is holding you? So I want you to feel held in this process of connecting to what it is that you want. If you're on the floor, imagine that each vertebrae of your back is being held up by the floor below you and you can feel your feet being held and your legs being held and your head being held and your hands being held. Get the gist? So you're going to set a timer for five minutes. You're going to let yourself be held. And then you're going to spend some time imagining. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine your fall. And if just by nature of me saying this, you get at all a little bit of stress in your body, try this. Imagine a future fall five years from now. Get yourself out of any stress that you're feeling right now about the world around us, about what's going on in your life. 
I want you to just be able to open up to the possibility of what could be, however you can do that. And when you get to that place, then you're going to imagine fall. And I want you to notice when you think about fall, what does that feel like to you? What does fall feel like? What does small fall, what does small, what does fall smell like? Can you hear anything? Right now I'm hearing a lot of birds. I don't know if you're hearing my birds that are in my background too, but can you hear anything? And just notice when you are feeling and smelling and hearing See what happens when you don't judge what that is. Every once in a while, I'll tune in and I'll hear a refrigerator or a noise that I don't really want to hear. But what happens if that just is the way it is? I want you to notice what you're eating. What you're doing. One of my favorite ways to, to close my eyes and go into this space of what a season or a project. We're doing this for fall, but you can do this for anything. You can do this for something you've been meaning to do for a long time, a trip you've been wanting to take, a project you've wanted to complete, a season of your life. It doesn't have to be a season of the year, right? You can do this for anything. And I want you to always go through all the senses, really understand what's ahead of you. And a way that many of us can access because we've been taught to do this is to look around. So one of the things that I love doing is looking around for an entire day. So in those five minutes, in that five minutes of the timer, I would literally close my eyes, feel that sensation of being held, and take myself through a day. So what is it like when I wake up? After I wake up, what do I do? Who do I see? How do I get to my first meal of the day? What's happening for work? Right? What unfolds throughout the day? How do we come back together? And I end up back in that place where I started, usually, (laughs) back in that bed. So what's that like when I'm thinking about fall? All right, so you're going to set your five minutes. Maybe you just did a little bit of visioning while I talked through that. That's great. But set your five minutes and take yourself on this journey, this journey into your ideal scene this fall for five minutes, and you will see how you can experience a lifetime in just five minutes. All right, press pause, and I'll see you when you come back. All right. So now you're back because you've hopefully pressed pause or maybe you're just scanning this whole episode and that's fine. But if you've done that or if you're doing that, please, please, please go back and do these steps because these steps are what will lead to this amazing plan that you're going to create. So this step has a, a few steps in it, a few mini steps in it. So I this is in that, that workbook, but I'm also going to talk through the questions, okay? So the first thing I want you to make a list of, we're making some lists right now. That's this next step. 
the first thing I want you to make a list of is what are all those things? Remember how I said we're going to we're going to do things a little differently, but there's still things in your life that are just happening. So I don't want you to get to the granular level of like, this is happening on this day and this is happening on this day. What I want this list to be is basically a list of lists. So on my list, I would write down, okay, I have three kids in three different schools. So I want to write down, I want to make sure that I account for each school's schedule this fall. Okay, so I'm just going to write down the name of each school and the schedule. So I remember to do that. Then I know that my youngest daughter has violin, as I shared. And she actually just broke her toe. So I'm not sure what the athletic situation will be like, but um, she might have some after school things. So I'll write down her after school things. My middle daughter um, runs cross country. So she has um, days when she has meets and I would love to know when they are because I would love to see some of them. And then my oldest, oh my gosh, as I record this, it's before I've dropped him off, but we're dropping him off very soon, um, is going to college. And there's certain things that I want to know that are happening so that I am there for him, right? So those are things I know. I know about a trip I'm taking. I'm going on a trip to take care of um, my two new nieces, which I'm so excited. I've never had a niece before. And all of a sudden in two weeks, I was both of my brothers, two of my brothers, I have three brothers, um, had babies and they are two girls. So I have two nieces and I'm going to go spend time with them and help with the food and the laundry and whatever else I can be of service of in those houses. And so I know that's happening. And so there's a whole series of things around that, that I need to put in my calendar, right? So I'm just making a list of what the things are that I'm putting in my calendar. I know that my husband's going on a trip. So I'm just going to write down like the name, like the name of the trip so that it will jog my memory. So I remember to get those dates in the calendar. Does that make sense? I also know there's some things that I want to schedule. Like there's a dentist appointment. There's a doctor's appointment. Um, there's some support I want to get for one of my kids. So I'm going to write down those things. Those are all things that need to go in the calendar and aren't really about my dreams. They're just about me being in the role that I want to be in in the way I do. I might make different choices about them as I go through this process, but I want to know that those are things that I need to get in my calendar. And if you already have them in your calendar, you're amazing and you can just go to the next step. All right. Okay, so the second thing that I want you to do is I want you to acknowledge three things from that vision you just had. So what are three things that came up for you when you tuned into what you want this fall? What are three things that you're going to lean into? So maybe you saw yourself walking through fall leaves, so maybe you want to walk. Or maybe you saw a project complete. So maybe you want to work on that project. Maybe I kept focusing on this amazing, like comfortable bed I had because I kept starting in the bed and ending in the bed. And so I was like, is there something about my bed that needs an upgrade this fall? Like really you all, there's nothing too silly, big, small. I want you just to acknowledge. So what are three things from your ideal scene that you can lean into this fall that are really going to connect you to this season? Maybe you smelled something and you want to make sure you have that scent in your season. 
These can be little teeny things. They don't have to be huge. All right, and also keep pausing me as you're thinking if you need to, and I'm going to keep going through the questions. What feels like your biggest obstacle this fall? You could also think of this as what is your least favorite part of this season? So in the workshop, things that came up for people are needing to get out the door in the morning. What was what is it like? How is it different to get out the door in the morning? And so how could they think about that? How could they make a list of ways to get out the door in the morning? Right? Some people said light was their biggest obstacle. The fact that the light is going the way and the days aren't as long. So we came up with things like, well, take a flashlight and go on a walk in the dark or get a practice of lighting candles in the evening. Right? When we're in this energy of anything is possible, we can solve these obstacles. They're much harder to solve at if we hate the dark. It's much harder to solve at six o'clock on a fall day when we're frustrated. But right now, possibilities should be endless. So I want you to really brainstorm that. Your biggest obstacle and how you could overcome it this season. And the last thing that I want you to acknowledge in this clarifying list is what did you love about summer? So maybe you loved the beach. And what we're going to do is we're going to think about what did you love this summer and how can you bring an aspect of it into this fall? And I want you to ask yourself a ton of questions. So if you decide you love the beach, just really be like, well, what did I love about the beach? Maybe I just love the salt water. So can you schedule a time or can you set aside a weekend where you'll make time to go to the beach this fall, even though it's cold, even though you're in a jacket? Or maybe you love the act of swimming. So maybe you join a pool. Or maybe you loved the warmth. So maybe that's about saving up for a trip in the colder days so that you can go find a warm beach. Or maybe it's just the scenery. So you literally print out a picture of the time at the beach and put on the wall. See how many solutions there are? But I want you to take something from summer and bring it into the fall. Really allow yourself that treasure in the transition. Even if you love fall, this can be a really powerful one. Back to that example of walks, maybe you took a family walk every night after dinner. So do you want to get headlamps and still go on a family walk? Or maybe it was just the family time, so you transitioned to game night. Again, there's so many solutions. All right, so in one second, we're going to move to the next step. But for right now, I want you to pause and catch up with all these questions. Get them down for yourself. All right, so I hope that you've gotten some stuff down. So just to recap, what we've done is we have tapped into your vision of your ideal fall, and you've captured pieces of that, I hope, on a piece of paper. Maybe it's your ideal day in the fall or just all the feelings that you're having about fall and what that might bubble up, like what that might look like. And then we answered some key questions about fall and about this transition, about things that might be happening versus things that you might want to bring into the fall. So what we've done, if we're going around that circle, which hopefully you've gone and grabbed by now, but that circle starts off with really that visioning piece and then the writing piece. So getting the vision down onto paper and then making some key decisions 
And then what we need to do is we need to get it into time. So let me explain this because we're kind of in the middle of the decision and time piece. So from those four questions that you answered about what's already happening this fall, what, what are the three things from your vision you would like to bring in? What is something from the summer you can bring across? And what is an obstacle that you really want to solve for this fall? So we're thinking about those things. And those are great to be able to connect with, to think about, and that is perpetuating this idea of the to-do list that we seem to do as women. <laughs> and the to-do list, in, an, in essence, is a great tool because as we're getting things from our head onto paper, we're just creating a lot of extra space. All right, so I hope you've taken the time that you need to create that vision for yourself. Really important that you felt held, you closed your eyes, you gave yourself this expansive five-minute experience where you imagined your fall. And maybe capture some of that on paper, which I can't even remember if I cued, but hopefully you wrote down some of the magic from your findings. And then we went and answered these four questions, which hopefully you've just answered. And those questions are around just all the things that you might have to capture that are just happening this fall. And then thinking through what are three ways you can really live into that ideal vision that you just created a few minutes ago, or maybe you did this yesterday around your fall. And then we are acknowledging some obstacles or a obstacle that comes up when you think about fall. What is an obstacle that you're, that, you're running up against as you think about living into this ideal vision of yours. And what is something from summer that you just don't want to let go of? And with both the obstacle and summer, we're also solving for it. So this is where some of the decision-making process comes in. So I just want to be clear that if you haven't solved for those two things, that is your next step. So if you wrote down an obstacle and you haven't really imagined all the different ways that you could make turn that obstacle around, turn it into an opportunity, that's what I want you to do first before we do this next step. I want you to really break that down. If you're trying to get out the door, if you're trying to get the kids to do chores, if you know that you are out of practice of making dinner at a in a timely manner, and that's something that feels important to you, if you're excited to get back to work, right, or get back to your body, there's no wrong answers here, but you have an obstacle that's coming up strong for you. That's the one I want you to respond to. And then same with the summer question, you know, what was something that you just want to bring into the fall from the summer? What is something you loved about this summer and how can you bring it into the fall? And again, really be open and then decide, you know, how you're going to do it, right? So how are you going to bring this thing in? For both of those questions, you might have put down lots of scenarios in the second question about what are three things from your ideal scene? Maybe you didn't just write down three, maybe you wrote down 10. So I want us to be discerning now. I want you to actually circle three things. I want you to choose one obstacle you're going to respond to. And I want you to have brainstormed how you're going to make that, turn that obstacle around, make it an opportunity, um, turn it into something that really works for you. And 
I also want you to choose the one way that you'll bring something from summer into fall. So there's probably multiple ways that you could do it, but I want you to pick the one that resonates most with you right now and trust that. Okay, so that's the decision making process. When we write lists, we can keep going. That's creative energy. That's intuition showing us all of time. But for right now, in this season, we do have to discern what it is we're going to focus on. Because if we focus on too much, we lose that sense of focus. And I'm not saying that these are the only things you do this fall. But a lot of times in focusing, more opportunity opens up for us. But when we don't focus, we kind of feel like stuck in the mud. So this is about focus. This is about discernment and focus. So you're deciding, which is the third little ring as you go around this circle. And so the fourth one, which is what we're going to talk about now, is time. So this is the place, again, that you might usually start. But it's really important, especially when we're tapping into our intuition. Our intuition is so smart and so wise and assumes that anything that we think of is 100% happening because in our mind, it's already happened. It's as good as done. And then we come in and we start questioning things and we get all mucky. So in order to really honor our intuition and really make it as good as done, we've got to get the things into our calendar, into time. So that first grouping of stuff, if you don't already have like all the school dates and whatnot in your calendar, what I recommend is just right now finding an hour at some point this week to do that and make it feel good. Make it something you'll, you'll honor. Maybe you do it with a friend at a coffee shop. Maybe you take your phone or laptop to a park. Just make it something that is an experience you'll show up to. And please just do that piece because it will just free up so much brain space. There's no need to even remember that, I don't know, violin lessons, piano lessons are every Monday at five. You don't need to hold that in your head, even though you're probably not going to forget. Put it in your calendar, okay? Then number two thing I want you to put into your calendar is I want you to go through, and the reason we start with the other stuff, the, uh, the things that are happening is because I want to make sure that when you prioritize your fall, that you're responding accordingly to what's happening. So I don't want you to say, I'm going to go and do this amazing thing all by myself on a day where the kids are home for a holiday, right? Because the teachers are having a development day. I don't want you to choose that day because then you're going to get to that day and be like, oh, I guess I can't do this now. So I want you to be really smart um, about when you're looking at time where there's openings and I want you to, you're going to find the openings. You're going to have no excuses about finding the openings. So the second thing you're going to do is you're going to go to those three things that you're really wanting to bring in in the fall and you're going to make the time for them. Now, this can look different for different scenarios. If you have said, you know, fall is about enjoying nature, you have to go back up before you go into time, you have to go back to that decision making thing and really ask yourself what that looks like. Does that look like every Saturday morning, I go on a walk in a different wooded area? Does that mean that every morning you go sit on your porch for five minutes? 
right? It can look different ways. Does that mean that you spend a weekend camping somewhere that's not even near you because where you live doesn't feel like nature, right? So there's different ways to solve for that. So you have to decide on your way. And once you decide on your way, you're going to put it in your calendar. And so if it's that one thing, then you'll put that one weekend in your calendar. If it's every day, you're going to create a repeating event that just reminds you subtly that this is what you're doing. It's like holding the space. Now, after a week or two, if you've decided to go first thing in the morning outside for five minutes, after probably, I would say, 21 days, you're probably not going to have to look at your calendar to do it. But you won't also won't schedule anything over it. You'll, you'll, it's like a, it's almost like an honoring to put it in your calendar. So I still recommend keeping it in there, holding that space for yourself. And as you're doing that, like if you say that, yes, what I'm going to do is five minutes, I'm going to go out and hug a tree, (laughs) then I want you to acknowledge how long it takes to do that in real life. So yes, you might do that for five minutes, but do you have to take the dog out first? Maybe the dog is part of it. I don't know. But do you take the dog out first and then you want this five minutes? Um, Do you tend to get distracted by needing to water the plants? Uh, Is there usually a kid up who you need to settle in before you go outside? Like what is the actual, what does it actually take for you to spend that five minutes? That's a really important piece of this planning energy is that you're not frustrated yet because it's not like you haven't done anything it's it's happening in the future this is a gift to your future self um, so that you can show up to yourself in this way so you so you're deciding now and now you're going to be much more real about what it takes and you're going to get really clear about that and then part of what you might need to put in your calendar is to sit down and have a family meeting and explain that this is what you're doing or have a conversation with your spouse or have a conversation at the dinner table with your kids right does this make sense so what you're making time for are the things that maybe you used to think were just going to happen if you wanted to do something and now it's been months years (laughs) since you've had that desire and you haven't done it so you're really going to think about all the things that go into it. So there's a difference between repeating things um, and one-time things. And then I will also want to offer that there's like unfolding things. So let's say that, you know, please don't make all three of them huge. One of them should definitely be like, I drink tea <laughs> or I take a warm bath once a week. I mean, make these nurture. We want these to be somewhat nurturing and and fallish at the same time, but you might have a desire that this is the fall. I build a business or this is the fall. I finally write that ebook or this is the fall that I finally give that talk that I've been wanting to give or connect with that person I've been wanting to connect with. And that's all good too. And I want you to pay it when you put it in time what you get to do is you get to go back to that decision making thing again and really be like, okay, if I let's use the ebook example, if I want to write an ebook, these are the steps I have to take, I want to go back and take that course that I signed up for, Um, I need to do this step, then this step, then this step. And then when you get it to put it into your calendar, you're not just going to put write ebook, you're going to really see how the steps unfold. And you're going to see that by the end of 10 weeks, you can totally have done this thing. But it's allowing you to be real, 
to be real about how this is going to unfold in your season. Does that make sense? So there's repeating things, there's unfolding things, and there's things that just need to happen once. And you need to understand when you're writing this list what those are, and then you can go reflect them in your calendar and hold the space for them. And you're holding the space for them not only like literally in a calendar. Sometimes it's helpful to put them in an electric calendar so that you can get reminders. Like if your thing is a walk or water or something like that, then you can um, like literally set an alarm that goes off. Like, so you hear chimes and you're like, oh, let's drink some water. Um, but also it's just energetically holding the space for you to be this way, to do this thing. Does that make sense? So you're putting it into time. All right. There's three more steps that come as you like get back to dreams. So we're like practicing and we're, we're finding maybe accountability and we're, and we're doing these things. We're showing up to these, these desires we have. It's so much, so good. You all so good when we show up to this. Um, but I have a few little strategies that I want to give you for following through. So at this point, you've done all the things that I want you to do to joyfully, um, authentically, intentionally transition from the summer to the fall. What I, what I wanted you to do was really acknowledge what is in this season, plan for it, and then acknowledge what you're really wanting this season to become and also acknowledging where obstacles are coming up and also acknowledging what you're going to miss from the season before. And so all of that now is like in your calendar coming forward into the fall season, which is amazing. And again, you can do this. I'm talking summer to fall because it's a big trigger for people. I'll probably do this again as we head into the holiday season. You can do this for anything. You can do this for a project. It's the same, it's the same method. So let's talk about following through. So you've put some things in your calendar that you're going to hopefully be, live, do, whatever whatever the action is. I know some of you want more sleep, so I don't like making that a to-do. That's just like a thing that you're going you're gonna to follow through on. And so here's a couple strategies that will help. The first one is committing to remembering your vision every day. So those five minutes, and you can do this in a number of ways. Number one, if you took notes just now, you can just go back and read what you wrote. You can read your vision. You could boil your vision down into like two sentences so that it's super easy. And either you could read that or you could rewrite that every morning and see what comes up. This was a big that was a big strategy I used um, 12 years ago in losing weight. Um, also, when I was writing my book, it's, it was like rewriting my vision every single morning, just like the three sentence version. And it was interesting how like little things would shift from day to day. So you can read it, you can write it, and or you can just close your eyes and see it. But I just want you connected to that because again, this whole thing can become a lot more like a Jenga game. But when you actually are connected to why, to the importance, to the joy of your vision, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, do that morning routine of getting out the door or make that dinner that you're not really wanting to make. Like we don't necessarily, I don't love cooking dinner every night, but I love the act of feeding my family healthy food, of sitting down and connecting with them, of 
teaching them life skills that I know will really serve them either in like emotional skills at the dinner table or like literal skills about cooking or cleanup um, or just connecting on the day. Like I love that. And in order to make that happen, I have to cook a good, healthy dinner. <laughs> and it's just something that has grown with me, grown on me. And it's it's relaxing to me, not because I love the act of doing it, but because I love the result it creates. And so it's that is why it's really, really important to connect to that vision. Okay, the other thing is this consistent practice, which we started to do today, of just committing to getting things out of your head and onto paper. And so we do this all the time in my program, Flow 365. Like we're consistently every week with planning, it starts with this process. When we have a 90-day retreat, it starts with this process. Um, It's built into your day for some of us. Like the other day, someone shared on a coaching call that they started doing this every night before bed and it started helping them to sleep. So a lot of times... As women, we think of this list that gets created as our to-do list. But when we shift that understanding and it becomes a way to just empty our brains and not hold so much in there, it's like decluttering our brains. It can just free up creative space. It can free up the dreaming space. So if you're having a hard time with that dreaming piece, maybe just sit down, set a timer for 5, 10, 15 minutes and write down all the things. Have you noticed, by the way, that timers are something I use to really, it's, it's like I had you feel held when you were closing your eyes, but I also want you to feel held by time. So know that you won't get lost in like writing a two hour list. Like you can just do it for 10 minutes and that will be great. Okay. The other thing that I, you're going to commit to, and it's going to help you with follow through is getting everything that you're deciding is yours for this season, for this week, for this day into time. Because the second we shift back into to-do list mode, it is just that. It's this unrealistic list of things. When we put it into time, we can look at our day and be like, oh, my day has these things in it, right? Oh, great. My next hour has these things in it. Oh, my week has these things in it. And when we see it in time, It just, it has a different meaning. We can let go of all the things that don't fit within that framework. When we look at our to-do list, it's hard to know what to let go of because it's just all there right in front of us. That's why I love putting things into time. And pretty much everything can be put into time. Even if you have an idea and you're like, oh, I can't do that this week, put it into a week like six weeks from now, a year from now, right? It's, it's, it's a, energetic practice as well as like an actual tangible practice. And the thing is, is that once we get into things into time, like the process isn't done. So you'll see like in that in the circle, if you download it, there's still three other steps, like you have to learn how to, you have to practice doing the things you have to show up and practice the follow through. And a lot of us need support. And it really helps if you can go in and, and reflect on what's working and what's not working. And then we sort of end up back in this dream phase. So we can, we can cycle through this phase many times in a day, in an hour, in a year, you know, it's like, we're, we're going through this circle for different things at different rates. And one of the things that I have found helps incredibly is finding accountability. So find a friend who is also trying to 
grow and improve and buddy up with them and tell them what you're up to and check in with them often. And one word of wisdom that I learned the hard way is don't expect this necessarily to be the people who you think love you the most or should love you the most or should be supportive of this. Because a lot of times the people who love us the most are worried about us. And sometimes this work can get hard and they don't want our life to be hard. And so with the best meaning intentions, they're not the biggest promoters of our change, of our growth, because they want us to stay safe because we're showing them that we want to be safe. So they're just basically reflecting back to us what we're projecting. (laughs) So just look for accountability. Look for it not in your best friend. Maybe you have an amazing best friend. But in people around you who are really on this path of growth, they will most likely become one of your best friends. But if you don't have such a person in your life right now, or you don't have someone who wants to check in on a regular basis, it really, really, really is helpful to find that. Okay? And know that this is a process. This is a practice. I am someone who, well, before the pandemic, used to go to a lot of yoga. I feel like now I go to less. But one of the lessons from yoga for me has always been how different each day is, right? Like literally my body can show up and I can touch my toes one day and I cannot touch them the next day. (laughs) Like it is a practice and things shift and change and sleep affects it and food affects it and my cycle affects it and what I'm carrying, you know, emotionally affects it. So many things affect whether or not I can touch my toes or how good something feels or if I even like a pose. And it's the same with everything we do. And so as we start to shift and think of this more as a practice, we can just be a little kinder to ourselves, right? Another thing that we talk a lot about in Flow 365 is, you know, where I'm always watching out to make sure people are integrating self-care into their days, into their weeks. And yet very often we're so programmed to like of what self-care is. And then we get really mean about ourselves when we don't put those things in our, we don't make those things work. Like we get, we're really hard on ourselves. And so the primary like, version that I cheer for and coach on is like the the version of self-care where you're just being nice to yourself no matter what's happening right that self-care self-care is when we're kind to ourselves we don't have to get a massage to be kind to ourselves we don't have to drink the right amount of water to be kind to ourselves we can just be kind to ourselves So I think that is going to be my finishing thought for today. Be kind to yourself. Make this plan. Really acknowledge for you what this pathway is from summer to fall. Even if you feel like you're still in summer or you're you're long into fall because the kids' school started, I urge you to really think about this transition because when we don't, all of a sudden it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas and this whole season has passed us by at record speed and we haven't slowed down enough to really acknowledge what we're supposed to be doing, being, seeing, how we're contributing, all the things. All right. So I really urge you to do this process. And 
as always, that was a funny little beep that's going to remind us, as always, if you want any support in this realm, come check out Flow 365. This is, we, we go through this process, we go through this spiral on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a seasonal basis. We're consistently checking in and it's a very loving group so that you stay accountable and you get the coaching so that when you're in that decision-making process, when you're sort of trying to figure out like what from vision is coming into reality, like what can I make space for? If you get stuck on any of the steps, you can get feedback. And sometimes it's really helpful to learn and practice with feedback. That is why I go to yoga classes. All right. I will see you all soon. I'll see you on the next episode. And if you want to go check that out, go to plansimple.com. You can also get our next set of workshops there. There's so many fun ones coming up this fall. Um, and you can get on the wait list for Flow365 if that is feeling of interest to you. All right. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.